Hello and welcome. I'm Manali Hirani, your host and creator of Fertility Education, shortly named as Fertility Ed. I launched this podcast with a mission, which is to educate people and share my knowledge about the subject of fertility. And by doing this, I believe that it will empower women to make an informed decision of their sex life and future family planning. And I'm pretty excited to bring you my next episode of podcast. Just to introduce myself again, I am a certified embryologist, hypnotherapist, natural family planning practitioner and your fertility advisor. And I have had my presence in this field for over 10 years now. And I'm using this platform to share my knowledge, experience and empower you on your next step regarding fertility. I will be covering a range of topics through my podcast episode which will educate you further to understand your own body and this broad field. And if you're one of those who are suffering from infertility, I want to tell you that you're not alone in this journey. And as a fertility advisor, I will try my best to educate you so you can keep your fertility health up to the mark. So let's learn, empower, and inspire. Right then, here we go. Hello and welcome to the Fertility Education Podcast. I'm Manali Hirani, your host. I hope you are enjoying this journey of weekly fertility education with me. Today's topic is a bit different and probably you have never heard about it ever before. Today, we are going to explore the relation between fragile X and infertility. This exploration is not new, but it isn't common and unknown to many healthcare professionals. But it does have an impact on your fertility. Thanks to Fragile X Awareness Society of India for making me aware about Fragile X syndrome. I have done my research with their help and I'm presenting this episode. Hope you all will find it useful. Before jumping into the details, let's start understanding the basics of Fragile X. Now starting with, what is the genetics of Fragile X? Now, the FMR1 gene located on the X chromosome was identified in 1991 and was found to include a CGG trinucleotide repeat within its first exon. Now, exon is a coding region. Now, what is a coding region? Coding region is a portion of genes DNA or RNA that codes for protein. Expansion of this trinucleotide repeat leads to a group of disorders which are fragile X syndrome, Fragile X-associated primary ovarian insufficiency, which is also called as FXPOI, and Fragile X-associated tremor or ataxia syndrome, which is also called as FXTAS. The size of the repeat correlates with the disorders and individual is at risk to develop any of the symptoms. Starting with, what are these repeat? Now, When the repeats are between 5 and 44 repeats, it's normal. There's no effect. But if repeats are between 45 to 54, we call it this as intermediate allele. An allele is a variant form of a gene with having no effect. But if the repeats are between 55 and 200, this is called premutation and risk of FXPOI, which is Fragile X Primary Ovarian Insufficiency in Women, and Fragile X Associated Tremor or Ataxia Syndromes in Men and Women both. So, when the repeats are between 55 and 200, we call it as a premutation or a carrier. 
but if the repeats are above 200 it's called full mutations and that person is going to have fragile x syndrome the distinction between this intermediate and pre-mutation allele is made by the family history and repeat instability pre-mutation alleles are unstable and can expand to full mutations if the repeats are of course it's more than 200 in some offsprings in contrast Intermediate allele are not known to expand to full mutation. Therefore, offsprings are not at high risk of fragile X syndrome. However, approximately 14% of intermediate allele are unstable and may expand to pre-mutation range when transmitted by mother. To date, no allele which has a 56 repeats or smaller has been known to expand to, to a full mutation in one generation. Now, the percentage of fragile X women carriers in the US was 1.3%. The fragile X syndrome can cause mental retardation in male, which can affect up to 1 in 4,000 people, or roughly 0.0025% of the population. Now, many women are unaware that they have fragile X pre-mutation until they are trying to conceive and experience difficulties in getting pregnant. For women who are carriers of fragile X, one of the most common symptoms is infertility. So let us look now, how does fragile X can affect your fertility? Now, fragile X syndrome is most common inherited cause of intellectual disability. And but when it comes to fertility, at least 1 in 300 women in general population are carrier of fragile X premutation. And at risk of for having children with fragile X syndrome. Women carriers for fragile X have been known to develop fragile X primary ovarian insufficiency, which is also called as FXPOI. Now, from now, I'm going to address fragile X primary ovarian insufficiency as fragile X POI. Now, fragile X POI can cause a decreased ovarian reserve and eventually cause premature ovarian failure. In fragile X POI, the ovaries do not function at its capacity. Fragile X carrier may find that when trying to conceive that they are experiencing infertility, which could be due to high FSH or low enteral follicle count and other symptoms congruent with a low ovarian reserve. Additionally, symptoms of fragile X POI may mimic menopause. The symptoms including missing or irregular periods, sometimes short cycles like less than 21 days or long cycles which are could be over 35 days, vaginal dryness, hot flashes. However, it is not the same as menopause, as women with fragile X POI may get pregnant and experience return in their cycles, while we know that a woman who enters menopause, they cannot. On average, women of childbearing age who are experiencing a low ovarian reserve or low, I would say, ovarian insufficiency, among them, only 4 to 6% have been found to be fragile X carriers. And of women who are found to be carriers for a FMR1 premutation, among them only 20 to 25% experience fragile X POI. So this means that it's it's not necessary that you have this FMR1 premutation and you also have to suffer from fragile X primary ovarian insufficiency. Now Approximately 1 in 5 women who carry 
fragile x premutation experience fragile x associated primary ovary insufficiency now many carriers of the fragile x premutation have no known family history of fragile x now let's look into little bit more detail on what your ovaries do now ovaries form a part of women's reproductive system now they are like a nest that contain all of women eggs the eggs are released to the uterus each month for fertilization if the egg is not fertilized your period will start in around 2 weeks now by now we all know the basic cycle if we uh, look into the ovarian cycle which I have also done in my previous episodes ovary also produce and release hormones that are important to fertility and for the preparations and maintenance of the eggs but as the women age their ovaries slow down in overall function including the ability to maintain and release eggs alongside the eggs themselves age and may not be healthy enough for fertilization and development of a baby as we also say that fertility is ageist and this proves it the ovaries in women with fragile x primary ovarian insufficiency do not function to full capacity and may resemble ovaries of an older woman both in number and quality of available eggs and we know that with low quality of eggs if pregnancy occurs then they are at either high risk of miscarriage or child being born with some form of disability therefore i've always given the importance to the quality of eggs like improving the quality of eggs with a preconception health plan now let's look little bit more further and see that how do you know if you have fragile x poi now by definition all women who have fragile x poi have an fmr1 premutation so if you're experiencing fragile x poi symptoms and haven't been tested you should arrange with your physician to have a fmr1 genetic testing if you have already been tested and a confirmed fmr1 premutation carrier then you should alert your physician to risk of fx poi in carriers and some physicians might not be aware of this conditions so beware of that all female with fmr1 carriers should keep a log of their menstrual cycle and note any unusual patterns such as missed cycle or abnormally long cycles which are more than 20 35 days or short cycles which are less than 21 days also note any other physical changes such as hot flashes insomnia vaginal dryness increase or decrease in libido increase anxiety and other symptoms if you're concerned with you might have fragile x poi talk to your physicians about having your fsh a hormone that reflects ovarian function get to to be done and also amh testing now the american society of for reproductive medicines recommend that all women with ovarian insufficiency or elevated fsh level have fmr1 testing and about 2% which is 1 in 50 women with ovarian insufficiency are found to be positive of having fragile x syndrome um sorry fragile x poi okay so we have looked into how do you know that you have fragile x poi but who should be tested for it now fmr1 test can be offered to actually any woman regardless of family history pregnancy status or fertility status however the test is warranted for those who have a family history of mental impairment and infertility 
Now, when we are talking about infertility, we are particularly looking for an elevated FSH or low AMH. The women can be tested to see if they are carrier of, of fragile X pre-mutation. The standard test for detecting the fragile X is FMR1 DNA test. It's a simple blood test. You just need to ask your physician that where this could be done. And it's capable of diagnosing over 99% of women who are fragile X carriers. Now, what if you have test positive for FMR1? Like, can a woman with FMR1 premutation get pregnant? And what are their options? Let's look at them. Now, if fragile X is detected in women in early reproductive life, FMR1 premutation carrier should be provided with information regarding the risk of developing fragile XPOI and present it with fertility preservation options to be considered. Currently, there are no successful therapies to regain ovarian function in women with POI. There are, however, hormone replacement therapy and fertility preservation options available to women at increased risk for, for POI. Fertility preservation options such as oocyte, embryo or ovarian tissue cryopreservation. It is important to note not to assume infertility in women with fragile XPOI. However, all carriers are at risk to have a children with fragile X syndrome. So, they should meet with a genetic counselor to discuss their reproductive issues and some carriers are initially identified because they have fertility problems and are considering fertility treatments. While pre-mutation carriers do not have fragile X syndrome, but they can pass on a full mutation to their children. The likelihood of a carrier mother passing the full mutation to their children increases with the size of a pre-mutation repeat allele, especially if she has at least 100 CGG repeat in the FMR1 gene. It is recommended that women with FMR1 pre-mutation as well as intermediate mutation receives a genetic counseling to discuss the availability of their options. On the other hand, if you have normal fertility and you're, looking to, and you're trying to conceive, look into your reproductive options such as pre-implantation genetic diagnosis. Now, PGD is an assisted reproductive technique offered by a limited number of laboratories in the country, which involves testing a fertilized egg in the laboratory and then implanting only an unaffected egg in women through IVF. If you conceive naturally by chance and you don't know that you have fragile eggs, you still have an option of prenatal testing through amniocentesis or CVS to evaluate the genetic status of your pregnancy. And if you do not have normal fertility and you can discuss various assisted reproductive options with your reproductive endocrinologist, including IVF with your own eggs or IVF with eggs uh, with donor eggs by a non-carrier and then attempting to get pregnant. There's one more thing I would like to point out over here is that what is the difference between the diagnosis of fragile X primary ovarian insufficiency can be devastating to young women who may have not even completed or even started family planning. So it is well established that loss of fertility can lead to emotional distress and women with FMR1 premutation may be at increased risk for depression and anxiety. So it is recommended that women with FMR1 pre-mutation receives a follow-up visit to screen for the symptoms of depression and anxiety. So this was all for today. I hope by now you have got a better understanding about what is fragile X, what are their disorders, 
who should be tested when should be tested and what are your options so this is all i have for you today hope you enjoy it take home a fair bit of knowledge and thank you so much for listening i would highly appreciate if you can please leave your reviews feedback suggestions and questions if you have any i would love to hear from you so you can drop us an email on info@fertilityed.com you can also follow me on instagram facebook and youtube on the name of fertilityed i would urge you to share this knowledge among your friends and relatives with girls or boys doesn't matter just spread the word and awareness and yeah don't forget to subscribe see you next time until then stay fertile stay healthy bye bye